Hello and welcome to the optional review episode yeah. number two. That actually runs. The optional podcast. Oh, nope. The optional review. I keep doing that. Yeah, we keep it's doing in the copy. It. It's I, gotta, gonna I gotta have to do the copy. Fine. The optional review is our new show where we take a look back at a piece of entertainment that you have recommended to us and mm-hmm. talk about it. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co host, Cam Brewster. Yo, we back. We back. Wednesday, two Wednesdays in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Top five dead of alive. Uh, for season one of the show, we are taking a look back at Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron Blooded Orphans. Uh, today, in particular, we're talking about episodes three, Glorious Demise, and episode four, The Price of Life. The Price of Life. These are beautiful title names. Yeah, they are. I wonder who comes up the, with them. The show is actually pretty beautiful. It's true. It's very poetic. Iron, um, iron flower. It's beautiful. Never think about that stuff. Yeah. It's like, it will never wilt. It's like, oh man, that's beautiful. Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, so jumping into episode three, Glorious Demise. Um, I actually took notes this week. Nice, good. Took good on you. Notes. Yeah, because last week I was wild. Un- I was not prepared at all. I woke up a little shaky and I was just like, I can't write or see. <laughs> or see. I, have you have you like written a lot lately, like in large chunk? Yeah, I actually, yeah, I have. It's hard. It is hard. I, I don't remember how to write. <laughs> Although I went to Best Buy. This is off tangent. I went to Best Buy the other day, and this is bad radio, but a girl was writing like this. She was oh, like, people have weird hand What the fuck? Yeah. So for listeners, she was grabbing it like a, like a fucking, like a knife. Yeah. Like a, like you, if you're Mike Myers. Yeah. And then she, and she had it on the paper. Like, and I was like, how are like, it was beautiful hammer. It, it worked. It yeah. worked for her. But, um, yeah, so uh, this week in particular, th- things actually start to happen. Like yeah. things are actually starting to happen. Things are starting to move. And uh, right off the bat, the kids start off with their own little mini coup. Yeah, they which go. Was dope. Which was really cool because, like, the way they kind of had this, like, um, what do you call that D- dichotomy, mm-hmm. where like they're having like this nice meal. Yeah, with the rest of the group, the younger kids maybe, and the other orphans. Right, and also they're giving. Uh, rations to the uh, the older adults. So, and the adults are still kind of like giving them shit about it. Yeah, but it's like, I like, want my meal to be better. Like, we're just making food for everybody and right. it's a hot meal and it's like this nice moment and then they all kind of give the wink. It's like, we got work to do. Yeah. And I'm like, what kind of work you got to do? And they get to work immediately. Yo, like no fucking punches pulled. Not even a little bit. And I was like, this show is bomb, yo. Yeah, it goes there. Like <laughs> it goes there immediately. Wild. And it, 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 and it shows where we left off last time where um, uh, Orga was telling uh, Miki uh, that he has to do, he needs him to do something. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. But right. I need you to be muscle. And he's muscle. He's the enforcer. Yo, man. for sure, man. Yeah. This is some like mob shit. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. So what's cool is that like usually in an anime, like they always have those moments where there's a lot of exposition where it's like, oh no, he's got the upper hand. Yeah. And then it's like, wait a second, I have the upper hand. Yeah. And I, I I think listeners of our other show, our video game show, will know that like typically I don't normally I don't like that kind of stuff. But in this way, it's like super understated. Like, like you said before, it's like it cuts. And then we're like in this dark room where they're all tied up, and they're like, "What happened? What happened?" They're like, "We gave you all fucking sedatives." Yeah, he doesn't bro. even like let you try to figure it out. He's like, "Yeah, how'd you like the food with sedatives in it?" <laughs> He's like, "Spoiler alert, we, <laughs> we drugged, we you. drugged yeah. you, motherfuckers." Yeah. So uh, that was dope as hell. I actually really appreciated that. And then like so, and then immediately, um, homeboy just like mercs. Yeah, because he, he basically goes, "If you, we're taking over, right? You have two options. You can leave." Or you can work for us, and we'll pay you if you if you want to. Yeah, leave. if you yeah. want to if you want to leave. Uh, the main adult 
that was like giving them hell in the beginning, the first two episodes, I was like, fuck y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Untime me right now. You ain't going to do shit. You ain't going to do shit, spit. Yeah. <laughs> he spit. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad move in all the mob Don't ever movies. spit. Don't ever yeah, spit. Don't spit. That's going to go wrong for you. Not a good look. Yeah, it's not, it never works out for the spitter. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Miki steps in and he uh, lays the murder game down. He... Pops a cap in his ass. Like two to the dome. Like like the legendary Shaft movie. Yeah. Freeze, mofo. <laughs> pop, pop, pop a cap in your dome. For real, man. Uh, and, and he just like cold-blooded kills this guy. Like, yo, no hesitation. Just like, yeah. pow, pow, pow. And, it, and the guy was like defenseless. It was just wild to me. And they were like, anybody else? Someone else stepped Someone up. Someone else stepped up. And he got put down immediately. And, and it was just like, yo, this is... I was like, this is an anime? Yeah, these kids are murdering like, and people. This, and that's the thing I think uh, there's a big misconception about anime and how, you know, because we are used to intaking cartoons for kids, you know? Yeah, like exactly. animated media is usually for kids, right? Right. This ain't for kids. Nah, man. <laughs> this, like, this ain't your mother's anime. Nope. Not at it's all, It's not man. Sailor Moon, bro. Not even a little bit. And uh, I wasn't even prepared for that. No, I was caught off guard. I mean, we've seen, like, the deaths happen before, mm-hmm. but in, in these... Two episodes in particular, like things get pretty nasty and up close and personal. Yeah. So um, after that, they just kind of let the people either leave or stay. I think most of them left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All but one, right? Yeah. The, the oh wait, two. Hitler all stash. but two. So yeah, Hitler stash. I think his name is like Toto. Okay. Mr. Toto, and then uh, the accountant. They, right. make, they make him stay. They're like, we need you for a little bit. Like you know the money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, we need you. What I thought was interesting though, like before you move forward, yeah. is, is that um the people that they leave, they make leave and they pay them off. Mm-hmm. That was also like a strategic move because Orga says in particular, no, nah, we our reputation is also at stake here. Yeah. And we can't let like so we have to think about our future as much as like our present. Right, so because like, we're actually trying to make this work. We're trying to transition into another company. Right. And like we can't just have people thinking we're murderous scum. Like we have to have a good image of like, you know, they got laid off, they got paid. And, and maybe they'll they'll think of those other things as like rumors like oh no that's not true like, right. we didn't kill anybody come on we yeah, didn't murder yeah, yeah. anybody but we know the truth which I thought was really interesting oh, um, yeah it's so good so then uh, the battle uh, that we saw Mikazuki with the with the suit it's actually I, I wrote down the name of the thing it's the Alaya Vijnana system which okay. is interesting is like I don't know how to say that in particular but yeah um, yeah so that's what he used in order to. Um, to to battle the and that was actually his first time using that the the Gundam which was interesting yeah that was an interesting bit of like uh information because like you would think that he was like seasoned uh, yeah and an adept at it and he was just like oh no it's just more intuitive crazy like what yeah he that was his first time using that suit and he just like bodied everybody yeah which kind of makes well I mean they kind of allude to the fact that like they usually use their like worker machines. That are used for like menial tasks right. and like, you know, just kind of guns and shit. Yeah. And he's like, it's more intuitive. It's like a, a bipedal robot. Yeah. So it, it makes more sense that way, I guess. It makes a little more sense, yeah. Um, Pretty cool shit, though. And yeah. then we also find out a little later that uh, in order to, to have access to that technology, the surgery is actually incredibly risky. And Orga, I believe, and Mikazuki were the the two people out of like ten, I believe, who who had it. Mm-hmm. And the success rate for the for the surgery is actually really low. And not only that, but like Mika Miki had it three times, which is like super risky. And um, yeah, so we know it kind of communicates to the audience that like yeah, he's like super. He's he can tolerate not only pain but like sort of struggle, struggle and he right. can overcome that kind of shit, which I think is kind of cool because you you only see him 
he is a bit two dimensional in some ways where like Mikazuki in a lot of ways is just like, you only see him as this like deadpan look on his face where not much really going on right. unless like he's provoked. Then you see him come alive in a way. But I think in the, uh, the fourth episode, you do see a little bit more of his character blossom. Sure. But, um, yeah. So what else happened in three? <laughs> so then, um, the one interesting thing that I wrote down, yeah. I, I only wrote down stuff that I thought I was interesting. Okay. So, um, Kudelia at one point she reveals that she she feels powerless. Like you just sort of get a peek a, a peek further into her thought process as to why she's there and what right. she wants to do and what she wants to get out of it. And um, it's cool because like you see and it, and we see more of that in episode four mm-hmm. where like they have more direct interactions, especially with um, you know uh, <clears throat> with Mikazuki and when how he sort of feels about the entire ordeal. But um, then we get. Uh, Crank, oh, by the way, this name is amazing. Yeah. Crank Zent. I think he's like a lieutenant. And that's the guy who was heading to them to kill the kids. And we didn't know that he was doing it on his own accord. No. He goes rogue with a red flag being like, yo, I challenged one of you guys to a duel, like right. a one-on-one duel. And if I win, I take I take her back. And if you, like, he, there wasn't even like another option. It was like, which is interesting. It comes up later. But he's like, yeah, no, like I have to win. I have to beat you guys. And then um, Mikazuki kind of like beats the... <laughs> Gives him a fucking yeah, ass whooping. Destroys him. And he he's destroys like, him. He's like, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you, this guy had such a strong sense of duty of like, this is like my only hope to save you guys as well. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to kill kids. It was pretty a noble move. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't want to kill kids. And even when they were fighting, uh, Mika was like, how do we know who wins? So are we fighting to the death? Yeah. He's like, I guess so. It goes unanswered, but he does end up... But, but then Mikazuki says, no, nah, Orga told me I got to kill you. I have to. So I got to kill yeah, you. Yeah, he's like, my man said, let him murder him down. This is what I do. <laughs> right. He really does kill people. He uh, kills people, yeah. And and so he actually winds up winning. Yeah. He, he, he kills him. And um, what's interesting is before that even goes down, um, Kudelia offers herself up as like, you know what? I don't even want this to go down. Let me just sacrifice myself. But then I, I believe it was Orga who yeah. was like, no, we're not doing nah, this. he's like, we're not. Because we don't trust him. Like, we right. don't know if he's actually saying. We can't just take his word for it. Right. We don't know if he's going to kill you immediately. We don't know if he's going to take you to who he's going to take you to. Right, right, right. We don't know what's going to happen when you get there. And it's true. It's a good point. It, it makes sense. It's a great it's point. It's a tactical move. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I can't. We can't. And it, make, it gives you, like, more respect for Orga as, like, a leader, as, like, the, as a str- the strategist. Yeah, even though he's a kid, he does have a nice little strong um, sense of... Uh, battle and like strategy so yeah, yeah yeah um i think it's also because how they first initiated the the battle with um the gallahorn people like they just came and attacked so i was like why would we even trust you even though you're saying that there could be another battalion across the, yep. the thing yeah so yeah like they fought dirty to begin with mm-hmm. so we shouldn't trust them now we, yeah. should, we should take whatever opportunity we can and, and do what we got to do i love that um so they were officially known as the CGS third group, this like sort of private security group. Mm-hmm. And then um, Orga decides to rename them to like yeah. basically just rebrand them as a whole because they're sort of being, you know, born out of the ashes of what, what once was. And, um, and we get the name Tekadon, which means iron flower. Yeah. And it's, he says that the iron flower that never wilts, which I think is like really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It is really beautiful. Cause yeah. it's like life and beauty in, in like, nubile youngness and yeah uh it, it describes them really good because they are these like fragile fragile things but they're also strong yeah <laughs> like <It's> iron <laughs> yeah it's really cool it's actually a really cool yeah name. it's really cool um 
Yeah, and then uh, what's it called? Um, we so I'm, I'm trying to think what else happens there. So yeah, so then well, basically he mercy kills uh, Zent. Zent. Or, yeah, yeah, Zent. Yeah, Zent. Uh, well, he asked them to kill him. He's like, I can't even kill myself. He was gonna do um, there. I guess that like. What's that called when you uh, samurais kill themselves? Oh, um, se- seppuku. Seppuku. Yeah. yeah. Like so he's basically <laughs> going to do a version of that. Mm. And he's like, I can't. I'm too hurt to even do that. Could you kill me, please? And then he says, thank. He doesn't get to say you. And he's like, pow, 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 pow. Yeah, he just, <laughs> just empties the clip on him. Yo, I thought that was interesting because like a lot of anime would maybe do it where like you would not see them. You would like maybe hear the gunshots and then like the next scene would be the the guy wrapped up in the hospital bed and they saved them oh, or something yeah. like nah. nah it was just like no nah, we killed them we had to <laughs> murked them yeah and w- i think what's also beautiful and it would speaks to the gundam franchise and, and why i think it's like i think it resonates with so many people is that like the battle itself was like an honorable duel between these two people that had like weapons and a shield and a sword and if it, it feels old school but it's like giant robots right, right? it's like 50 foot robots and then what happens is like at the end when, when he's gotten him, right, when he's bested him, <clears throat> the robots themselves are like this very obvious visual metaphor of like the other robots down and the other ones like like kind of like standing over. over him. And then they open up their like chests or whatever. And then it's like the two people interfacing like humans. I think that's such an interesting way to do it as opposed to like if it was just, let's say, two humans fighting each other. Where right. it's, it's like such a, such a more interesting dynamic where and in this case in particular where he's like literally towering over him with a gun. And he's like, yeah, just mercy kill me. And he just does it. He doesn't even hesitate. (laughs) It's so fucking cool. Yeah, it it was really nice. And I I, kind of like, I wonder, like, you you would think that that character, Zent, would have uh, a little bit more of an arc. But he was put there to to show, I think, the humanity of Galahorn. Yeah. That there are people bound by duty, but also, you know, still human, you know? And still, like bound by the humanity as well so sure. it's like this weird balance that they have to maintain yeah. i think that's going to go into his understudy who got hurt in the first episode that he made le- stay behind right then you see him a little bit on this i think it's the second episode um just sitting on the bed like clutching like a uh a da- talisman of some sort but yeah 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 so i want to see how that turns out yeah pretty cool shit that happens in this episode yeah mm-hmm. i like this episode a lot yeah and then so then kudelia as a result offers to hire uh, Tekadan, the, yeah. new, the newly formed group, as her own private security. And she and they go, where are you going to get the money to, to basically afford us? Because we we, this is a growing operation and we need, and we need we money. We need money, yeah. So she says she knows an independence movement sponsor from like way back when called Noblest Gordon, who's going to supply the money, who she can ask for the money. And that's kind of where the episode leaves off, which is kind of cool because now you're starting to see them not only um, think in terms of like, all right, we have to not only survive, but we have to like run a business right. we have to like flourish and we have to like plant the seed for future endeavors right so like we're gonna do this thing we're gonna we're gonna try to take you to earth but we also have to like feed people and we have to like get money and we have yeah. to like fuel our gundams and stuff it's pretty interesting it is really interesting and i, I wonder how this show is gonna go beyond this first kind of arc of like is it gonna be like a kind of procedural where they're like taking jobs and right. then there's an overarching story? Sure. Which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're we're turning over a new leaf, but we're also like running this security company or yeah. maybe we're just uh transporting stuff or you know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um so then jumping into uh Episode four, price of life. The price of life. Um, Hitler stashed you, which I, I didn't 
I ever write his name down? It was uh, Toto. Toto? Mr. Toto, I think. I'm going to keep calling him Hitler Stash. Yeah, Hitler Stash. Um, he considers betraying them to save himself. Mm-hmm. So um, it's interesting. Uh, there's a part where he sort of like has that realization of like, oh shit, like this, this, he doubts them. Like he super doesn't believe that they can actually make this work. And he's trying to like find a way to weasel out of this, like just thinking about himself. My My thing is, did he not have that? intention the whole time it feels like it right right yeah he's like, always doing something if i was him i wouldn't have stayed around i would have took my severance and bounced and maybe retaliated with someone else but you he, know but he's he's trying to take them down from the inside but because he because he sees the opportunity that he has with access to the girl mm-hmm. and he thinks that's his payout he's a sort of playing the long game yeah um so it's interesting to see how they adapt or maybe they even sort of see that happening and he doesn't realize i think that's kind of what's going to happen um yeah yeah right i don't see them being that dumb yeah 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 and then what's cool is then we then we go back to those inspectors that are on the ship with the gallahorn people and they find that uh there's a the dude there who's sort of trying to finesse and try to like you know play down any concerns and like yeah, what was his name i forget his name i yeah. had it too i just had it in my head but anyway anyway so he offers them uh, a bribe essentially and he's like are you sh- are you sure you want to do this like i can arrest you for this and he's like no that's not what i meant i promise yeah uh, but then the, so then they they basically get word of, they find out that that one dude, Zent, um, he left and he never came back. And they, they track down where he went. And up until this point, um, they don't even know that that battle happened to begin with. No. Uh, it seems like it's definitely like an inside job and they're working in their own sort of, on their own autonomy. I, well, I, okay. So maybe I missed, missed this up. That battle is what they were talking about? The, the Zent battle with... Mika? No. Or it, they were talking about the battle with the whole... The whole thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, I was about yeah. to say. They don't even know any of that. They, they didn't even know... That, yeah. Because it, it was off the books. It was off the books. Technically. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they were like, where is this uh, battalion? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or What's going on? And, no, they, so then they go, no, where's this rogue... The, one of the units left. Right. Dolo. Dolo. And we don't know where he went. So they eventually find their way to the Mars. Farm, yeah. To the farm, yeah. Which is where um, the, uh, the kids are at. Yeah. Biscuit's grandma... Biscuit's grandma, his cousin, I believe, or his and sister. His two sisters. Yeah. And some girl, some I guess, that works girl. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also Mikazuki and Kudelia. And her assistant, Go. Right. And uh, it's there that there's an interesting interaction between Mika and Kudelia. Where, and it's, it's so fascinating to me right now because I'm, I'm in the midst of reading, st- I'm still reading Open Veins of Latin America, okay. which deals with colonialism and right. it deals with sort of sucking the life source out of this one continent to feed an entire industry industries mm-hmm. of other of other of other continents and 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 you know just uselessly or like mindlessly using up humans as resources like in the mines in the fields and like it's crazy it's 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 interesting how this both sort of has intersected in my life that right is now. pretty cool yeah so they so that's a part where uh mika actually definitely dropped some serious knowledge about not yeah. only like farming yeah it's just like how what do you think we're doing this for right how much you think we're doing it for and how much you think like yeah exactly because she has this very um entitled brain she's been pampered obviously yeah all her life so she probably thinks like it it reminds me of that uh ellen skit where like steve jobs not steve jobs um what's his name bill gates bill gates is on they're trying to make him guess what things cost and she's just like throws out a random number and she's like oh yeah this will cost like 100 credits and he's like no He's like, we, yeah. we get 50 credits for 50 grams or something like that. Like right. something Some ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. 
He's like, this is what it is. And, is. and that's how it is in real life. Mm-hmm. Like these farmers who are basically... And this is not for food. This is for fuel. For fuel. Right. right. <laughs> they're, not, they're not using the corn for, for food. They're using it for fuel. And in real life, you'll find in South America and in other places throughout the world, these farmers are like working night and day to, to produce like quinoa and right. the shit that you love at, at Whole Foods. And they're not getting paid what you're paying for the shit. So they're like, there's a they're very clear disconnect as to like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the imbalance that happens there, which I think is fascinating. But not only that... But he drops a mega bomb in terms of, and we get to meet one of the one of the kids later who's a part of this thing called um, uh, human, human debris. Human debris. I think yeah. his name is Aki, Akihiro. Yeah, he used to be part of their group, right? Yeah, but and the group is like away. they're basically just slaves. They're like child slaves, mm-hmm. and they they have these contracts to these I guess corporations that they just move from from thing to thing, and Orga like the G he is, is like, no, you'll stay with us and we'll protect you. Like basically like, no, no, like we'll, we'll protect you if they come for you. And then right. they're like, are you sure? Like with this contract, like we don't know the the intricacies of that contract or whatever, but this show really goes places. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And I think it's a testament to the uh, Gundam series as a whole. Right. Yeah. Like they, I guess they tackle a certain topic or topics of like kind of what real world people go through. Right. You know, and like, child labor and slavery modern day slavery modern day slavery yeah and stuff like that and i was like whoa this is pretty deep and i was really into it these last two episodes yeah and like to turn my third eye on even more for a little (laughs) bit it's interesting that i was talking about this morning over breakfast i was i was thinking like it's interesting also that it's coming out of somewhere like japan right where Mm -hmm. like historically they have been the ones who have been you know putting other people being the colonial yeah powerhouse powerhouse uh, yeah asia yeah and and um it just goes to show you that, like, you know, this kind of stuff can still say a lot of stuff and it can still be entertaining. It can still be a fun robot thing happening. But if you if it's if you're there for like the deeper message, it's there. And it's like it's kind of cool that they're even addressing this stuff. And like you mentioned before, like we normally associate cartoons and animated stuff for children. But mm-hmm. this is this deals with some pretty adult themes with like colonialism and for sure child labor and, and just like we're like, you know, economies and shit. It's, it's pretty fascinating. Super fascinating. Um so then while they're on the farm or like in the, in the fields of the cornfields, uh, the, those inspectors that we were talking about, they land on Mars and they're looking to find the place where the battle had happened and they're driving through and they almost hit, which I think is actually funny. Cookie they almost hit cookie and cracker, <laughs> which are biscuits, little sisters, yeah. of course. And, uh, here's where we get a chance to see Mikazuki spaz. And like, he, he sees what happens and he, he assumes that he hits, that they hit the kids and he just grabs Puts him his by the blinders neck. on. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, I'm going into muscle mode. Yep. Yep. And, and I'm about to break your fucking neck. And he was like choking him, holding him off the ground. And then the other inspector comes out and has to like squash it. Be like, no, no, they're okay. Like we almost hit them. We apologize. And Biscuit quickly recognizes the logo on their car as like inspectors for, I guess, Gallahorn mm-hmm. or whatever. And, um, they sort of have to play it down like they don't know they have to play dumb for a bit and they go oh have you heard about this battle it's like i mean there's a regiment around here they must have been training they must have been popping off yeah i don't know know anything exactly and And then then, obviously the 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 senior inspector picked up on that yeah he's like all right but then also they see mikazuki's spine they see Mm -hmm. his like uh his whatever that system is called um so they know that that he might be, and then he was like, he was like, he also, he also says it too. Like, there's a really interesting bit of dramatic irony here happening, where like, you know that they know, but they're playing like they don't. Right. So they both have this thing, this little like uh, chess, yeah. yeah, this dance happening, where it's like, you know, you could be a, a soldier, right? And he's like, like mm. oh, I never thought about it, right. <laughs> you know, like that kind of right, thing, right, right. which I always love. I'm always down for some good dramatic irony. I love all a good spy story. Oh, hell yeah, <laughs> and. uh yeah, and then um, 
so Megillus Freed, that's the that's uh, the main guy, right? Yeah, I think that's the the um the Mars Galahorn guy. The Galahorn. Wait, guy. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. The, the, that's the inspector. It is the inspector. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is yeah. the inspector because he because he identifies himself. Right. So that's why I wrote it down. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so then they 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 drive off. They they kind of know something fishy's happening there. But they're gonna do their due due diligence and look for proof. Yeah, because right now and it's like I always think about training day. Denzel Washington going. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. And it's basically so they know that something fishy is happening. They just can't prove it right. yet. So they're looking for something to to for like verifiable proof, and they're going to keep looking. And all the while, we go back to the um, the the base, the 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 main camp or whatever. And we know that Hitler stash mm-hmm. Toto, whatever his name is, we know that he's definitely like planning on betraying them for money and also just a way out because he sees this as like a failing operation. Whereas everybody else is like, oh, look, we got a new logo painted on the side of the wall. Like, yay, and solidarity. I think he's also playing the kids against each other, right? Because he had that, that one hothead kid. Right. I don't know his name, but uh, the yellow hair guy. And he uh, basically is like, yeah, just get the money. He's right. You know, like, yeah. It's like, I am right. I think he might, I think where it's going, he's going to kind of get them to doubt Orga. Once you plant that seed of doubt, mm. it's like, especially with like, hot-headed kids who can't really see the goal right you know yeah i mean they can see the finish line but they don't see what's beyond you know what's around that bend right right you know so so that's what you predict you you predict now yeah predictions here i think that he's gonna call call whoever he called to intercept uh the ship because who's on the ship that went the the human debris kids right human debris kids is the muscly kid that's like pretty on par with like the, with the black hair. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. He's yeah, part yeah. of the human debris people. Right. I think so. Yeah. So they went to get the ship that they're going to use to transport. Yeah. Which I wrote down the name of, uh, I forgot. They changed the name of that too. It used to be called the will of the wisp. The will of the wisp. And then now it's like, uh, uh Isaribi. Yeah. I forgot what that is, but I don't know what that okay, means. Yeah. I think they said it. It's like I, the warship something. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I think he's going to, Set them up in some way. I don't know. Shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I was like, should I watch another? I was like, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah, and I kind of yeah. want to keep watching. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is good, though. That I like, like to keep it fresh, so I'd rather wait. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, that, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like there's definitely going to be something happening from within, because it's always easier to like destroy something from within, obviously, than it is from the outside. And this guy, so far, he's made it this far... Um, you know, just weaseling him his way out of situations and surviving. But I feel like he's met his match now. I do think that you, even if they fail or if they succeed in some way, Orga and Mikazuki in particular, and like Tekadon as a whole, I think that like uh, he's getting murdered. Yeah, I, I think that they just the way that Orga is very dismissive of him. I think that he knows what he's up to. Right. You know, he's very really like, ah, oh, he's harmless. Yeah. Kind of thing. He's just a wacky old Hitler stash. <laughs> you know yeah. everybody loves hitler stash i want that godfather moment of like i know it was you yeah. right i can't wait for that shit yeah. um so yeah that, that was pretty much our thoughts on episodes three and four um really looking forward to seeing more Quick of question. the show yeah do you, do you think that orga is taking advantage of mika i don't think so i don't think so I think I mean obviously in some way there's there's a power dynamic there that they both have agreed on. Okay. I think it's I think it's like in a lot of not being facetious here. I think it is like consensual. I think it's like they agree to being like you're the leader I follow. Mm-hmm. And I I think that they both kind of need each other in that way. Um but I never felt like okay. he's using them. What do you feel that way? No, I I did get the a uh, uh, little 
it kind of brought it up. I was like, damn, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Feels a little dirty. Yeah, it feels a little dirty. I guess in some ways, I mean, but they are, but he is there with him every time, you know? Right. It's not like he's shying away from it. Like, you go do this, and I'll just sit back. It's like, I'm going to be there when you clap these dudes. Right. You know? Yeah, I'm curious if, like, that plays a part later on in the show where, like, hopefully we see Orga step up, and he starts to get his hands dirty a little bit more. And I also like the other cat. Like, I like Biscuit a lot. Sure. Uh you never really see the uh, the nice fat character, yeah, yeah, being down. You know, like that's true. He's really smart, obviously, and he knows when it's time to do business, right? You know, so yeah, I definitely want them to all get like Gundams, and I want them to all put in their work because right so now, now they have two, like, right? They do have two. Yeah, they have the new one the, and the one that they clapped from the, the other one, guy. Yeah, that's true. Well, they have the, yeah the old and the new one, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that the other yeah, one they read. Yeah. The new one. yeah, forget about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, cool. So let us know what you think by emailing your questions and comments along with, uh, you know, any other thoughts you have to questions at the-optional.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're in the Discord, we'll be talking about this more again in the uh, and in the review yeah. channel. So drop in there if you have any thoughts. Let us know what we're missing. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for listening this week. Catch us every Wednesday morning. The next episode, we'll be covering episodes uh, five and six. Yeah. So we're moving along here. We're moving along. Catch up. We'll um, get there soon. Yeah. And make sure to subscribe. Not only are we on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, we're now on Spotify. So definitely, if you're that's your listening. And let us know if you choice. would want us to maybe bump it up to three episodes, maybe. That's true. We can do that, too. Um, I don't know, like whatever's easier for you guys to intake. Where like, or do you like these little bite-sized, little thirty-minute jokes? Yeah, let us know. We're we're always open to feedback. Yeah. We're always open to like, like you know changing it as we go because this is our first time doing yeah. this kind of thing. So uh, yeah. let us know if you're into it at all. True. Yeah, because yeah, we could pull the cord. If you want us to watch Full House or something, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, definitely rate and review the show if you're on iTunes. That'd be amazing. Uh, again, we have our Patreon. If you could donate like a dollar a month, that'd be amazing. Patreon.com slash the optional. Our homepage is theoptionalpodcast.com. That's where you can find the show and share it with your friends. As always, we're on Facebook and Twitter at the optional NYC. Our show's music is by the one and only Bloom Waves. Yeah. You can find their music They're at great. Bloom Waves. Oh, God, so good. Bloomwaves.bandcamp.com. They're also on Apple Music and Spotify as well. So I'd um, definitely stream their music if you want to show them some love. Just like us. Yeah, it's B L O O M W A V E S. Bloom Waves. And our thumbnail was created by the legend Levi Pack. Oh my god, and so good. Such a dope it little fits thumbnail. It so well. Oh, it's amazing. I was like, can you throw, can you like cook something up? He's like, yeah, he gave me a bunch gotcha. of options. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, so you can follow his work over on Twitter and Instagram at L-E underscore P-A-C-K. So until next time, everybody. Peace. peace.